0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton.
1: That's us two knuckleheads, uh, and we've got some boys basketball uh, to talk about on the uh, show uh, today. As uh, Over the last couple of days, we've been able to get out and actually see some games uh, yeah. and find out a little bit of uh, something uh, about at least a few of the teams in the area.
2: Yeah, some familiar faces. Some new faces stepped up in a big way. Uh, I know in well, we get, you got to see Richmond boys for the first time. I got to see Armada and St. Clair. You also saw Marine City. And uh, Crosslex is still Crosslex.
1: Yeah, I got to learn how to say Vandy Viver,
2: <laughs>
1: Rajewski, Barlamucci, Yellenich, and it's not spelled like that, <laughs> and a few uh, others. My one saving grace is Richmond's got three Thompsons. Now they just need to put them all out on the floor at the same time. Yeah, that'll make your life easy. Oh, you just go Thompson to Thompson, Thompson, and whoever's And then listen- you figure out the first name who- wh- after. Whoever's listening and
2: go, man, this Thompson's everywhere. <laughs>
1: He's always got the ball. Anyways. Uh, yeah,
2: we got a lot to get to, and there were some other results from games we weren't at. But let's not waste any time because we have a lot of basketball to talk about and even a little hockey. All right. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports
1: podcast next. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... <laughs> The engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com.
3: 800- 250
4: Forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today.
1: Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com.
0: If you're not listening to Get Stuck on sports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Uh, welcome back, uh,
1: Dennis and Brady. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck On Sports podcast. And let us begin with uh, the uh, boys' basketball season, which uh, officially got started on uh, Monday and is now in uh, full swing. And Monday, um, it was kind of slim pickings on Monday, but we did find a game up in Croswell, and Brady went up there to see the Pioneers take on uh, Harbor Beach. Uh, and, uh, yeah, sounds like the Pioneers are the Pioneers.
2: Yeah, uh, Harbor Beach had a few guys out, so they weren't fully loaded. in the first game against the CrossLex team – yeah, um, they might not be what they were last year, but they're doing their their darndest to get as close as they can. It was just, I mean, if you watched the Croslex game last year, it's it's what they did. They pressure you, they get steals, they actually shoot the three a lot more. At least in this game, Trey Kalakovic had 24 points. Uh, Zach Kretch had 16, Kirk Wilson had 10, Townsend Slanek only had 8 aside, they won 79-36, but Harbor Beach had one nice player, Grant Smoglinski. he had 22 of Harbor Beach's 36 points, and that's that's a legit performance, even though your your supporting cast didn't really do much, Matt Farmer uh, was the next leading scorer with 6 for Harbor Beach, but... Crosslex was just dominant and they do what they do. And of course, Lance Campbell wasn't happy. He was like, ah, eh, it was like a C plus performance. And it's like, what's an a going to look like? Well,
1: I mean, but that's Lance and that's why they're so good because he's so demanding.
2: Right. Cause um, you know, some coaches could look at that and go, Hey, we won by 43 or whatever and be happy with it. And he wasn't. And he's, I mean the the thing where CrossLex killed Harbor Beach is I bet you they had over a dozen maybe fifteen plus offensive rebounds, and when you're playing a team like CrossLex, you can't give up extra attempts.
1: That is that's true. Uh, the The guy I want to start with is Trey Kolakovich, mm-hmm. Okay, there, there's a reason I took him high in the draft <laughs> last year and got criticized by both Beaton and Folsom. for for taking him. It's because he's a good player. He didn't have to score for them last year. They had Soper, Johnson, Townsend, Slanik. They didn't need Trey Kalakovich scoring 24
2: points. Doesn't mean he couldn't do it. Right. His role last year was basically find their best ball handler and lock him up. And he was the BWAC defensive player of the year. Uh, last year and this year I mean took no time I mean he was letting them fly he hit three threes early and a lot of his points came off of steals there were three possessions where they got they just picked the pocket of whoever was bringing the ball up for Harbor Beach and got easy layups
1: and 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 that's that's what uh, he does that's what they do Uh, and then Crutch is another name that uh, you you mentioned had had a big game Uh,
2: another pair of threes as well yeah
1: and and again the guy that was there last year, but, again, on last year's team,
2: he's the seventh, eighth option. Right. He was what? the Yeah. Eight, because, I mean, you also had, besides the guys you mentioned, Noel, Durand were two other guys yeah. that ate up a lot of minutes. Bowling. Yeah. Bowling would come in, especially when they were going against a big guy and they wanted to match size for size. Uh, but – the, the impressive thing with Cross-Lex is you're going, okay, Townsend and Slanek are probably going to be the two scorers that they have, and they only needed eight points, and Slanek hit two threes, and Townsend actually didn't make a three on Monday night.
1: Uh, again, though, we both know when they get into a, a more fierce game mm-hmm. that's closer, you know who's going to be taking shots and who's going to be making baskets for them.
2: Well, Kolakovich and Kretz are going to be shooting – just as much, because they showed very quickly that they are going to play. Uh, one guy that kind of had a slow start to the season that I know is going to pick it up is Donovan McDonald. He, I mean, he was going against a very nice big. Grant Smoglinski is Harbor Beach's guy in the middle, and he had a he had a really nice night. But as a team, when you hit, let's see, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten threes as a team. Oh, I 11 mean, yeah, actually. And, uh,
1: oh. Yeah. So there's there's 33 points. So just in your three point makes, you've almost matched the other team's total for the game.
2: Right. So, yeah. Cross Lex, uh, if you were hoping that they were going to take a step back, they are, but it's a baby step back.
1: Yeah. And all McDonald really has to do for them is rebound and defend.
2: And then if. And, and yeah.
1: whatever he gets at the other end. And if they have a size a advantage,
2: he can score. Yeah. Like well, if, that, if someone shows up with a 6 1 center. He better be really good because McDonald will be able to take advantage of that. Yeah,
1: so I I think it's again it's situational there of uh, when he'll have his big games, and he will. Um, uh, anything else on on cro- your impression of Croslex early on?
2: You'll get to see them on Friday night, correct? When they yeah, go to Marysville, Marysville. Uh, I, I'm really excited to see what they do, and I think your I think you said when I put your feet to the fire, 16 and four. I'm gonna take the over on that, just just the way they run, the intensity they play with Dennis. They play at a speed that other teams just don't play at. Okay.
1: Well, uh, we saw a couple of other BWAC uh, teams last night. We'll get to that in a second. One other Monday score, because i got to get this in. Landmark beat CPS 51-46, to 46, so the Landmark uh, boys open the season with a win over a GTC East team. Uh, all right, so last night uh, I saw – who might be, in my opinion, the next best team in the BWAC if everything we've been told about everybody is accurate, and that's Richmond. And Richmond looked good against Marine City, 54-34. They hustle. Mm -hmm. They defend. And they've got some guys that look like basketball players. Right, uh, and they go pretty deep. They had ten different people score last night. Um, there, there weren't you know there were a lot of guys with a basket, but there's a lot of guys that can score a basket for them. Uh, and and the other thing is, is their good guys are good. Um, start in the middle, they've got two talls: Sebastian Mays and Max Tyler. They combined for sixteen points. Uh, Mays had nine. Tyler had seven. They're lanky. I think I'd like to see them put a little meat on their bodies. But um, they're they're still kids that, uh, again, and they had the advantage over um, the uh, Mariners size-wise last night. And um, the, the bottom line on that is they took advantage of it. Right. Um, but if they get up against a, a beefier guy, that might be a little bit of an issue. But – Carl Stevens, Quan Haskins, Marcus Thompson can all handle the ball, and they can, they'll can. they all get there. Stevens had 13 points. Haskins had 10. Those were the leading scorers last night for Richmond. Marine City, they play hard. Mm-hmm. They give you everything, but they struggle with rebounding. A lot of second-chance uh, opportunities for Richmond last night. Um, and they don't have – That one guy that's going to step up and knock down a shot every single time. Wyatt Walker got 13 points basically by being a bulldozer. Mm -hmm. He forces his way to the basket and gets his points, and he's a decent enough free throw shooter that when he gets to the line, he'll make enough of them. Uh, And then Scott Kretschmar had a streak in the uh, third quarter where he got hot, and he finished with 11 points. But uh, they don't uh, shoot or make a lot of threes. And, you know, it's they got a lot of kids that work their tails off, but a lot of times their lineup is very small. Richmond was able to take advantage
2: well, of Well, they that. also only have had, I think, a handful of days to actually do basketball stuff because, what, it was the, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, which would have been, uh, what, the... 27th of november so even if they started right on the 29th and that's two days removed from your final football game i'm sure they gave them a little bit of rest time even if they started that day they had seven days of time to do stuff as a team to have basketball activities to get ready for this so i give marine city a little bit of a pass here in the uh in the first game, but I I expect them to get better. And for Richmond, we'll find out a little bit more what they're gonna be in the next couple days. They go to Frazier and then they play Cardinal Mooney in the Dave Jackson Memorial Tournament, both of which should give you a little better idea of what the Blue Devils are, because we hold Mooney in a high regard, and I don't know what Frazier is but you go there and you win. I'm gonna give you a little love for going to a Division One school and winning.
1: Yeah, and like Richmond last night, the only time they trailed in the game was one to nothing. They gave up a free throw early. It took them a few minutes into the game, uh, actually, to to get going. The, their first two points were free throws, but they went on a ten nothing run after falling behind one nothing, and kind of they were in control. And there wasn't really a, a point during the four quarters where you said, oh, here comes Marine City. They've got a chance. It was just Richmond was in control when they needed a basket. They got it. There weren't many times, maybe three or four times in the entire game where Marine City even got back-to-back scores.
2: Right. Um, so it seems like early the, the early impression of Richmond is good. But you'd want to see them do it a, a couple more times. Yeah. Uh,
1: as I'm sure is the case with Armada, where I think you were pleasantly surprised with what the Tigers had. Yeah.
2: Um, these were two teams that I really wasn't sure about because their basketball team, I'm going to guess, is going to be a lot like their football team in the fact that last year they weren't good. They won one basketball game a year ago, but they bring everyone back, essentially. And Armada had the exact opposite problem. They had a very accomplished senior class go through. Both teams have new head coaches. And there were a couple guys that stepped up. Luke Ellis scored the first eight points of the game, I think, and then didn't score again. Uh, But there were a couple guys for Armada who stepped up. Preston Hill hit his first five points three-point attempts, uh, a couple other kids that impressed me, Douglas Noonkester, who just moved here from Iowa. Like, I was talking to him and the coaches, and they're like, yeah, the kid just – his family moved to Armada. He was living in Iowa. His, I guess his parents were from the Warren area originally and just said wanted to come back home, and that's a nice surprise because that kid can play. He's only a junior. And when I said, will there be a kid that we pick in a draft that's – we weren't talking about. He might be one, but he just came out of nowhere. Uh, St. Clair shared the love a lot. Both teams really did. Eli Lore ended up leading the way with 13 points but for uh, St. Clair, but Preston Hill ended with 23. And Armada uh, ended up pulling out the win 52-49 in a very good game. Uh, I'd like to see these two teams play again in like <laughs> two months because yeah. you know there's going to be a lot of growth with them, it, I mean, it was close the whole time. At the end of the first half, it was 25-24, Armada. And then St. Clair went on a huge run. I think they went on a 10-1 run to end the third. And then they flipped the script. And in the, in the fourth quarter, Armada outscored them 16-5. to And that was the difference in the game when St. Clair needed just a score to get off the schneid or feel a little better about themselves. They just couldn't get it and you can't score 5 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that that
1: uh, that to me uh, was the stat that you told me last night. Uh that's the ball game right
2: there. Yeah, and I think only two shots from the field that went in. Uh they didn't really get to the free throw line. Are made up. They they have a lot of talent, like I said. Preston Hill and Douglas Newncaster were the ones that really impressed me. Riley Andrews, Justin Chapman, both played well. Wyatt Waskins did a nice job running the offense and they just have uh they just have a kind of calm, cool, collected thing about them. like they just keep going. They they go on a run. They it didn't look like they got down. St. Clair is going to win ball games this year. I was also impressed, like I said, Eli Lohr did a good job handling the, the, the basketball. You can tell he's kind of what uh, what Coach Distlerath he wants to run that offense kind of through Lore. I know Luke Ellis, um, he's still not 100% back from an uh, ankle injury, like he played, but he's not, he's like, 80 ish percent and i think that's why they limited him a bit cam bleasdale's back kai penowell did a nice job inside penowell and richardson basically just when one's tired the other one comes in and they both play really well in the post but uh saint Clair fell short and they had a look at the end they just couldn't get it and uh by the way armada did all that without uh andrew sneezak scoring any points
1: and you know he will Yes. He'll get his.
2: He didn't play in the first half. He came in in the second half. But uh, he didn't need to play really that much because they had other guys step up. And all these guys that I mentioned outside of, I think, Waskins were guys that didn't really play last year on the varsity.
1: Okay. Uh, Marysville lost to Yale 65-50. to But I'm going to start with what encouraged me about Marysville is their two leading scorers were names I didn't know. Uh, which means there are going to be guys at Marysville this year that uh, we have to take a, a wait-and-see kind of look that maybe they've they've got some, some good stuff there. Trent Glass scored 14, Ty Simpson scored 12, and a guy we did talk about, Cole Bowman, had uh, 10 points for Marysville. But Yale got 20 from Ryan Monarch, so let's keep that name on our uh, radar. Yeah, he had... Uh,
2: nine in the third quarter just on threes
1: yeah so there's a guy that apparently can shoot uh but that, but this game don't was know a lot about
2: 26 25 at halftime it was a, a close game but yeah the third the the third quarter was all Yale. Yeah, i think they won it 17 to 7 and that was kind of the catalyst to run away with it so Marysville's young they're gonna have some back but like you said dennis there were some nice performances from players at Yale.
1: Yeah, uh, Monarch had 20. They had three guys in double figures scoring-wise. Garrett uh, Donlin had 11. Hunter Morris had added to 10. But they had a lot of guys, you know, that scored
2: six and seven points and, right. and chipped in And that Actually, um, you had Monarch scored all his points in the second half.
1: Yeah, now that's, you know, there's something to be said for that. You get shut down and don't do anything in the first half of a game. Real easy to just kind of pack it in and not have a good night. But you come out in the second half and light it up for 20 points and a half.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's like stuff that Jamison does, scores 20 points and a half.
2: Right. Scoring 20 in a game is tough, but scoring 20 and a half is uh, very interesting. Now, Yale's a team that, like, you—they're always they always have at least a decent basket. Like, their worst years are still, they're never, like, in the dumps they always have a solid program they they go to marine city um i believe that's next week uh then they then they host richmond we'll find out kind of what they are earlier in the season just like with richmond i don't know i, I kind of have a little bit of high hope seeing what some of those kids from yale did
1: yeah uh, uh one other uh, BWAC, uh team that won big last night elmont beat dryden 66 to 38 um, and we know Elmont's style last year was they like to run in jack threes. Yes. Apparently, they were running in jack and threes last night. Didn't get any uh, statistics on that game, but
2: a big win for Elmont.
1: All right. You want to hit uh, Northern and uh, PH, or do you want to take a yeah, break first?
2: Yeah, uh, you know what? Yeah, let's take a break. We'll finish up the boys, and then we'll talk about the girls' action from the last two nights uh, because. There was one nice result from the Portier on schools, and there was one disappointing result from the Portier on schools. All right.
0: When you run with us on a Gator
1: UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings, so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is
0: located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at advscu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval, equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 401863.
2: Your satisfaction is our guarantee.
4: Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kids Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. to join our team and create the future of mobility together.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, welcome back. Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. A couple more uh, boys games uh, to uh, mention Uh, Real quick, Deckerville beat Peck 49-46 last night in a close one. The two Port Huron schools were in action as well. The Big Reds get a win over Anchor Bay, 64-53. One name that we knew and one name that was new to us were the big scorers for PH.
2: Yeah, and I know Anchor Bay hasn't been the best in recent years, so I don't know. Like, I know they're a big school, but last year I I mean, they They struggled last year. Let let me pull it up real quick. Their their record from a year ago, yeah, they went 3-11 last year. They were
1: super young, and
2: they were using a lot of
1: their – they're taking advantage of the – what is it? The The fifth quarter quarter rule, and they had a lot of JV kids coming up and playing in their varsity games after playing in the
2: JV game. Mm Mm-hmm. So – I don't know how, like I'm not gonna go head over heels for the win, but an but a port here on high team that we really didn't know a lot about. I think that's a really nice win. Uh, you want to give the names of the guys that did it because, like you said, Rosenau did well, but a new name really stepped up. Aubin Wollenfang. twenty-one points.
1: Never heard of him.
2: Eight and eight, uh, eight for eight from the line in the fourth quarter too.
1: Wow. And uh, Connor Rosenaw, who we knew about, who was one of the young players from last year that we liked and thought would be really good this year, with uh, eighteen points. So I, I like when we at least call one <laughs> 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 and and get it uh, and get it right at least for game one. But uh, so, uh, wallenfang is uh, is a guy that what he he
2: he just came in this year. I don't year know. After I know they they were told me they something? had a transfer or that was a homeschool kid. I don't know if it was Wallenfang, but. Um if it is, that's another nice pickup. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. That um, that helps because all the guys that we thought were gonna go out this year didn't.
1: Yeah, and then you get uh, a and, guy and like that. And the big that. reds were missing some guys that were gonna
2: probably play a lot. By the way, I forgot to say it. Congratulations last on last segment to Chris Holler, his first win at Armada as their head coach and uh congratulations to uh, Coach Jeremy Rosenaugh for his first win yep. as head coach at PH. So uh, that's nice. We get uh, a couple of guys that uh, right out of the bat, break the seal early, right. and and get it going in the right direction. So now before you go to Northern, I want to talk about PH's next opponent. It's St. Clair. I think this is a very interesting matchup because it's two teams that, again, you're like, what what's PH going to be? Are they going to step up? Was Anchor Bay, where do they stack up? Is Wallenfang going to be a guy that can put up 20 points a night, or did he just have a career night in Game 1? And for St. Clair, can you bounce back after blowing an 8-point fourth-quarter lead against Armada? Uh, interesting
1: questions, too. Uh, and, and I think it'll be an interesting game, and of course it's a game that we'll
2: have uh, mm-hmm. later in I'll the I'll be uh, down in St. Clair, and, and hopefully – with P.H. Uh, St. Clair, you get a decent crowd for that game. And that St. Clair gym, I'm telling you, it feels like the fans are, like, standing on the court with you. There is no room to breathe. Like, even on the bench, like, you're basically right in front of the, the stands. And it's uh, it is a tough environment when the Saints are good and then the fans and, are loud. And,
1: and especially when you get down in the one corner... Where the students sit, oh, the Saint Clair student section is both one of the best and one of the worst, depending on which side you're on.
2: Yeah, for a <laughs> long time I thought they were the worst because <laughs> that first half you're going down towards the the that end, and it's it's tough because they're all over you, and yeah, like they are I relentless. Said, and like I said, like the stands are so close; it's such a small gym that. When the crowd gets loud, you can't hear yourself think. There's nowhere for the sound to go. Like, Mary's was a really nice gym. PH and Northern have – but they're big areas. Like, the ceiling's really high. They have the the, the upper decks at PH and, and uh, Northern. But at St. Clair, it's just a little tiny box. And when it gets loud, it's it's tough to recover from. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're very
1: supportive when – Things get rolling for the saints it i think it really does it's one of those those areas where it really does help the home team uh and they are they they don't let up all game long uh on the uh the kids from the other team um and, and it's and some of it i have to admit is kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> in fact the uh the the and I know it's been around, but the "you got swatted" thing yeah. in our area that started in Saint Clair, that <laughs> started in Saint Clair, and that was mentioned. that was a, a favorite for those kids. And you you get a uh, hundred kids stuffed into one section of seats, all chanting "you got swatted" at one time. It's kind of intimidating. It yeah,
2: and it's also kind of funny. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, so that'll be a very interesting matchup. I'll call it the most interesting game we have the rest of the week. I think that's a fair statement, but, uh, enough about pH Northern, uh, they struggled in their opener. They went to Lance Cruz North and they struggled to score. They lost 49, 25
1: Lance Cruz North is kind of a Jekyll and Hyde kind of a team, most years, they're pretty good. They struggled a little bit last year, but still, like, they battle on a nightly basis with Dakota uh, and Chip Valley and, and schools like that. Well, last like year, that. they
2: were in the red-white Super Conference. Yeah. And that means that they had to play teams like Dakota and Chip Valley instead of their normal white schedule. They went 5-8 and eight overall last year, but that's with a gauntlet of a schedule... And then they gave Dakota everything they could handle in the playoffs last
1: year. I saw that game because uh, we were covering that tournament. We didn't broadcast that game because it was the only one in that district that didn't have a local team in it. Mm -hmm. But that Lance Cruz-North Dakota game was a war. They went at it. It was dirty. It was physical. Uh, there was anger and emotion. We had parents coming out of the stands in that game, chasing after referees. Um, uh, we, we had assistant coaches trying to get their wives under control and get them back into the stands. Uh, that game was uh, a, a real battle, and Lance Cruz North made Dakota work for the, uh, the victory, and Dakota eventually went on to win that district. I think they've won that district now 10,000 years in a row. Um uh, uh, and believe me, Northern and PH know all about Dakota winning that district because I I think um, Dakota has been the team that has knocked out Northern uh, or PH in like ninety percent of the games that end their seasons. If you go back right. over the last like twenty years, like ninety percent of the season-ending losses for Northern and PH are Dakota. Yeah, in the district.
2: Yeah. So um and Northern they have no rest. Uh. According to the MHSAA site, on the twelfth, they uh, on Sunday they have to go down to uh, U of D Mercy to play Detroit Catholic Central. That's fun, though. That that will be fun, but who you, you drop the opener by twenty four and your bounce back is Detroit Catholic Central.
1: Well, you you hope it's that they got the rust out. Uh, and again, I, we didn't see stats for this game. We don't know who did what report here on northern i assume with only 25 points i don't know how many tyler jameson had maybe he had an off night maybe he had all of them i don't know
2: yeah that's that but 25 points is very disappointing to see i hope they bounce back but this is their schedule before the new year so they played at at Cruz north they go to a neutral site against catholic central which more or less well Eh, it's, it's a little bit of a drive for Catholic Central because it's not actually in Detroit. Um, at Port Huron High, at Brother Rice on the 27th, and then Troy Athens at the SC4 uh, showcase, that's as tough as a schedule as you're going to get. But you know what? I like it.
1: Because, no, Brady, it doesn't matter how many games you win.
2: It's, we're in the non conference. It, yeah.
1: it's it, even, even for that, I'm not worried about that. It's, we just mentioned it. You got to get out of a district past Dakota. So why not play teams like Dakota all year long so that you're battle tested and, and, and you're ready and you're not intimidated and you can go out there and give it your best shot? I'm going to tell you, last year, they almost pulled it off for three quarters. They were neck and neck. And then they just ran out of gas because they didn't have a lot of guys.
2: Mm hmm. So, um, well, we didn't have a lot of girls' basketball to talk about, but there was some games. Uh, was, was there some on Monday? Uh,
1: nothing on Monday, but uh, last night um, the St. Clair girls got a nice win over Lakeshore, 46-34. to uh, 34. That, So that's a nice bounce that, back that for them. a
2: very nice bounce back win because they were 0-2, right? Yeah, but, the, like, again, they had the tough game with South, uh, South Lake. Lake.
1: So I know it's it's not revenge, but in a way it's revenge because he beat another Saint Clair Shore school. <laughs> um, Marine City, we kind of they were like one of those teams on our radar that we thought we were going to like this year, and I think they've played well to start the season. I know the Richmond girls struggle, but sixty-one to twenty-eight, they took care of business, and they're scoring points this season. They had a good game against uh, Clawson. Well, they lost that Klassen game by, like, four points or something like that? Two or four. Uh, it was something close. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a pretty good start for Marine City. They, they might have even played a game in between that they won.
2: They beat Southlake.
1: Yeah. So they, they, Yeah. yeah. Well, who was a team that had won at St. Clair. So, I think this is a really good start for Marine City's girls, uh, and they're playing some good basketball right now to, to start. And, and I'm really impressed – That they're they're obviously shooting well and scoring points because in the limited number of games that they played last year, they really they were in a shooting funk for like the first four or five games that I saw. Yeah, it was
2: like I've never seen a team that you know has talent just have. Everything bounce out. Yeah,
1: so they're not bouncing out right now for them, and that's a good sign.
2: And and their schedule—they they play East Point. They should win that game at home. They go to Northern in in a week. That's a game that I think the Mariners would be favored in, if I had to guess. And a, a game the that, way they're going right
1: now. Uh, although I've liked the way Northern has played, uh, they ran into the buzzsaw in Marysville in their second game. But, uh, again, they were trying to do the right things, um, and there are times in the game where they have four freshmen on the floor, and you know what? They don't do that bad.
2: No, but Marine City wants to compete with Marysville, so that's a, a game you go to Northern. If you want to compete with the Vikings, who we all have put up on a pedestal, you expect them to win that yeah. game. You, you, yeah, you, you've got to go on the road and,
1: and get a big win uh, in, in that one. So, interesting. I think there's a lot of interesting matchups. Uh, I've seen Northern. I'm interested. Uh, you'll see PH later this week. I yeah, I you've Thursday. got the girls game they Thursday. They play Anchor
2: Bay, I believe.
1: I'm really interested to hear what you think about them and and that because uh, the, they've uh, played uh, a couple of uh, good games to start the season, too. Uh, and we were worried about everybody that they lost. Right. Because they lost a ton of. Better than good players, like right. above-average players. Um, uh, Warren Regina beat Armada fifty-eight to twenty-eight. Now we know Armada's got the t- the two young players, but again, th- this is a, one of those buzz games games. You go to a Regina place, is DSL
2: yeah, but for girls. for girls,
1: uh, and and they're you know they're generally pretty solid. Um, Elmont beat Dryden forty-nine to uh, twenty. Uh, how about Al DeMott? 28 away now. 28 away. Sandu- and, and I love this one. Sandusky, 62. Caro, 53. I love your disdain for Caro. Ah, can't stand it. Morgan Teague, 19. Player of the week. Uh, Emmy Bender had 13. Brooke Jansen had 11. I cut it off there because it's, it's the same old, same old as Sandusky. Every time Al sends the box score to us, uh, everybody scores between like 10 and 4 points. And 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 the list is like eight miles long. Everybody gets into the game and does something. Right. Like they're they're just they're solid. Uh, the Sandusky girls might be
2: really good this year. Well, that's par for the course.
1: Um, Marlette over Vassar, forty to twenty-three, and uh, Cass City beat Ubbly, forty-nine to thirty, last night. Uh, in uh, other scores. Uh, do you want to go to hockey now,
2: or do you want to wait a second? Uh, let's take a break and go. If you want to talk about the week ahead for basketball, we can a little bit, but we already kind of talked about uh, St. Clair, PH. I know Lex plays uh, at Marysville. That's a tough bounce back for yeah. the Vikings. Our
1: Thursday girls games are Tower at St. Clair, and so that'll be interesting. That's why I was happy to see St. Clair going to win Um, going into that one because early on, Towers had a couple of big wins. Um, Anchor Bay, PH, that will be uh, an interesting game. Friday's boys games, Crosslex, Marysville, and Anchor Bay, PH. So
2: those should be fun. On the stream. On the stream, yes.
1: Those those should be fun. Yes, they should. All right, we'll take a break, and uh, then we'll uh, come back uh, and we'll talk a little hockey.
2: and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marys Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee.
3: This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular,
2: and academic opportunities in the region.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: You're back. Oh, if you could only be with us in, in between when when Brady and I argue.
2: About stuff that, has that doesn't happen. have anything to do with yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, Northern had a nice showing against Detroit Catholic Central. They took it 0-0 into the final period, but... Couldn't quite hold up. They ended up losing 2 nothing. But you go to the defending state champions, Barn, and now moving up to D1, Catholic Central is now the boogeyman you have to get past instead of Brother Rice. That's encouraging. That's something that you can point to the kids and go, if we get better come March, we can beat them to win a quarterfinal. Yeah, well, that's
1: that's the thing, that, that you, you can come out of this game going, Oh, wow. We went to their place. We were in a scoreless hockey game in the third period at their place. If that happens in the playoffs, maybe it's us that gets that goal. Maybe it's us that wins that game. Uh, And and
2: they've got the goalie in Sheffer. uh, Sheffer's a guy that can steal you a win. Oh, he's done it last year. He did it a couple times. Or get you in a position to steal a win. Um, I, I really, uh, we've said this on, on other uh,
1: shows, I like the the defensive core for Northern. I think that's uh, a strength. Uh, and like I, I say, their their forward lines. They've basically, they've got 12 kids that they just, they, they took the first kid and they put them in the copier and they printed off 11 more kids and they're all the same. <laughs> uh, and they all do the same things and are capable of the same things. Um, and you know it, it it's a nice way to have because it makes you tougher to defend. It's not like last year where if you went into Catholic Central they'd say, okay, we can't let these two guys beat us And it's easier to shut down two guys than to look at their lineup and go, okay, who do we have to put our our best guys on because they all kind of all four of their lines kind of do the same thing and kind of do it the same way.
2: Right, I'm. I don't know why the MHSAA, they don't have like the tournament up for 22 um, because I wanted to see who or where the quarterfinal would potentially be because that that could make a difference because it's going to be a neutral site. I mean, maybe Macomb, maybe I don't know with Division One though where they would play. Nah, that.
1: They'll pro- they'll probably have to go down to uh, the Detroit area. Would be
2: my guess. Does it have where they played the quarterfinal? With uh, Dearborn Ice Skating Center is where Catholic Central played their quarterfinal last
1: year. Yeah, so that would be my guess is that Northern will have to go down into the metro area because
2: there's more D1 teams down there. Yeah, and the, a lot of the D2 and D3 reside in like Macomb County.
1: Yeah, so you get you get yeah, where the, a lot of the D2 stuff happens at Suburban Ice Arena. Uh, and places like that, the Onyx. Mm-hmm. Um, so,
2: so that that is a nice showing. They have Brother Rice tonight, and Dennis, you'll be on the call for that.
1: Yeah, that is uh, scheduled for six o'clock. Uh, I'm also hearing winds that uh, PH is playing before that against Thumb Legion. Possibly, we're going to confirm that. Yeah, after. So I'll, I'll I'll call the uh, call over to the school uh, and and check that out. So, uh, if that is the case, we'll we'll have a, a doubleheader for you. Uh, tonight from uh, McMorrin. We'll do both games. Doesn't make any sense not to. Um, and, and they're early, too. I like that. I like 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Instead we can of, do that all the time. Instead of 6 and instead 8. Instead of 6 and 8, because that 8 o'clock game, you're out of there sometimes after 11. Ah, school night. Come on. Right. I know ice is hard to get, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody around here needs some poll, because it's certainly not uh, me. Uh, and also, uh, we've got uh, the potential for some uh, hockey on Saturday as uh, well uh, this week although we've got to uh, actually figure out for sure where that game is
2: <laughs> yeah we have to
1: Northern we know Northern's the home team but we think it's a tournament in well, the- I
2: think it's the, it's a showcase yeah so we we have to double check that before we get too much into it
1: if it's not too far away I can still get down I can still skate down to it Oh, you're the worst. Yes, I am, and, and it's I haven't been able to get as many of those puns in there this year as I've wanted to.
2: Yeah, I mean, Marysville hasn't played in all, about a week now. They're going to play at Wald Lake Northern at 820. Wow, on the 10th. Yeah, and Friday. then they've got uh, a game awful. against Wald Lake Western at home. Yeah, that's like the start of the next week. 8.20 at Wald Lake. You're not getting home till midnight. Because what? You figure that game ends about 10.30? Yeah, that's probably about right. And by the time you get dressed, you get in the car, it's maybe 11, and it takes over an hour to get to Walt, from Wald Lake to Marysville. <laughs> that's rough. Anyway, um, so, yeah, Hockey... What was the ca- other one? Uh, oh,
1: yeah, um, Tawas... Is uh, at PH on Saturday, so uh, that's probably going to be on the schedule, most likely. Well, uh, and it then depends that, if
2: they're in separate spots. We'll have to make a decision. Yeah,
1: well, we'll stay at McMorran, yeah. uh, <laughs> Wald Lake uh, Western. You, uh, we mentioned against Marysville on the fourteenth. The sixteenth is Marysville PH. Ah, so and remember the, how they had those games last year? You know, you know. Because most of those Marysville kids played last year, yeah, you lost know two that that's, that sticks in their craw that not once but twice they lost three to two, and both times the game-winning goal came late, including the first time, thirteen seconds left in the game when Fleming scored right. the game-winning goal, and then Charlie Goodme beat him uh, the next time. I, I there was under five minutes to go in the game,
2: mm-hmm. so all right, just putting uh, that
1: out there that that's. That intensifies the rivalry a little bit when <laughs> uh, one team beats the other both times.
2: Um, so I think that does it. Again, tonight you'll have at least one game, Northern and Rice. You might have two if PH is at home against Thumb Legion. Uh, Thursday I'm at PH for girls basketball against Anchor Bay. You're at St. Clair when they take on Warren Woods Tower. And then we'll tell you about Friday when we get to Friday show.
1: Yeah, we'll do that. Because there's going to be something special on Friday, and it's going to break Brady's heart.
2: Oh, is there? Or are you just messing with me? Maybe I'm doing both. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> anything else before we go, Dennis? That's everything for mine. My- Sounds good. From Port Huron
0: to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck On Sports.